Molly G with the Golf Insiders. We've brought him back for another week for his expert analysis on last week's uh, big match, or I should say Sunday's big matchup at Seminole. He's an author. He's a veteran travel and architect writer and owner of Divot Designs LLC. Bradley Klein, welcome to the Golf Insiders. Uh, excuse me, Holly, I gotta put my mask on. Wait a minute here, give me a second. Go ahead. Thank um, you, thank you. We yeah. are social distancing. And oh yeah, a thousand miles away, but you know, you can't be too careful. How's the weather up there in Connecticut today? Uh, well, I'm in Massachusetts, right up the border, and it's just gorgeous. It started, it was 38 degrees when I started. I walked the golf course this morning, and I'm working on Long Meadow Country Club, and it's 71 now, so it's just spectacular. The golf course is mobbed, and uh, all the courses up here are full, so it's great. Beautiful, beautiful spring. Well, we talked last week about the fact that golf fans were going to get a special opportunity to see an iconic and very exclusive private club, Seminole. Want to get your thoughts on, um, A, what you thought of the, the match and the golf, and how did the course hold up with the telecast? Well, I got to admit, I watched the first six holes, and then I fell asleep. Um, the, um, I was waiting for a really interesting show, and the buildup was great. Um, I was fascinated by Matt Wolf's swing, and I thought the uh, analysis of his swing was fascinating. I would like to have seen more of the golf course. Uh, I thought they could have done more with drones, and obviously they're limited by social distancing. Uh, I thought a little more banter between the players would have helped. So it was a tease, um, but it was not the most exciting TV, but it was great to see it for a good cause, and they raised $5.5 million, so uh, that's not bad. What, what specifically do you think, I, you know, I, one of the things that, you know, I noticed right away was the, the lack of fans really, um, you know, is a different view for golfers watching. You know, there's something about how the holes get better defined when, you know, there are fans watching, um, you know, and, and also given that it's Florida and, you know, it's a fairly flat piece of property, certainly you know difficult to bring out the the real treachery of the course you know uh a lot of the sell for this was obviously the players were going to be interesting um the um the uh the golf course shows up best from a little bit of an aerial perspective and uh, if you were interested in architecture and were waiting to see the TV debut of Seminole. It's a golf course that's highly touted, ranked in the top 20 of every list in the world. Uh, I think you might have come away from that wondering what all the buzz was about. Now, it's a great golf course. It just didn't show real well, partly because the cameras were on the ground. Again, I think they were limited by a lot of uh, staff um, constraints, so they couldn't get the kind of full camera work you'd normally see on an NBC production. True. so now, and also the fact that they're hitting the three twenty, three thirty, and turning drivable, turning a four hundred yard holes like sixteen into nearly drivable, that changed a lot too. So we didn't get the full exposure, and also because the golf course was wet, that was a bit of a shame. It rained, I think, four inches the day before. The wind really was not up, 
So um, it's not that the golf course was defenseless. What was what first of all what I loved was watching the shorts carrying their own bag. I thought that was great. Um, but they obviously didn't know the greens, and that's why they didn't putt very well. And as far as I could tell, they misread just about every putt uh, outside six feet. So probably having caddies would have helped. And um, you know. They were out for a casual round. You could tell from DJ's approach, he was just out to try to finish as fast as he could. I think there were a couple of holes where he walked off the tee and forgot his golf bag. I had to go back and get it. Um, but that part was really cool. And frankly, I'm an old tour caddy. I love caddies. I think they're a great part of the game. I think it would be, for all sorts of reasons, the first few events, it would be fascinating to watch these players carry their own bag. I don't think it's going to happen. But... Um, that added a dimension to the to the uh, the play. Um, now I don't know what's going to happen on coming up Sunday. Of course, there's another big match. This one with uh, Tiger and um, Phil Phil Nicholson and uh, uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, it's an odd foursome. I don't know if they. I I, I somehow suspect they're going to have caddies at this one. I just don't see uh, Tiger with his back issues. Uh, whatever they might be, I don't see him carrying a bag. So I think we're going to see the players, uh, the caddies, I think we're going to see, we may see them in gloves and masks for all I know. Uh, they, I, I think they need to be a little careful how that shows up on TV. You know, um, I think we really did get a uh, new appreciation for how much, you know, caddies are an integral part of the partnership of a tour player. You know, caddies didn't used to back in probably your day have that accolade or, you know, recognition. But I think we surely saw it, as you were saying, um, when these players were caddyless Sunday. Well, back in my day, which was the late 70s, early 80s, uh, we would sleep four to a room. We were making 30 bucks a day. Uh, total purse for a tournament was 200000 or 250000 Now you get that for a five-way tie for sixth place. So uh, the money's changed. And with it, the, uh, the kind of professionalism and the ability of caddies uh, to make a living and to devote themselves full-time. You know, a lot of these caddies map out the golf course. Some of them, Justin Rose's caddy has his own GPS that he does. So... And, and, and with the greens books they have, uh, they know every putt, every break when they're standing on the tee. So uh, when Mickelson, for example, is standing there on a, uh, from 180 yards and thinking about hitting a seven iron, uh, he's trying to leave himself a 10-foot uphill straight putt, and he knows from the greens book in his hand where that is in relationship to the flag. Now, they didn't have that uh, as in detail uh, at Seminole. I think they will have that better worked out at the medalist. It's Tiger Woods' home course. He has a tremendous advantage in that. Uh, the others, uh, I suspect, have played a couple of practice rounds. Uh, and the other thing that's going to be interesting is there's no telling. Uh, that's a long, difficult golf course. Uh, I hope May Manning and Brady are playing from middle or forward tees, and I hope they get some shots because uh, they're not great golfers. Uh, I think Brady is about, I'm going to guess, about a six or a seven. He's obviously a great athlete. They're all great athletes. But um, I hope they get a little bit of help here. So. Let, let's talk about the golf course. It's being played at the Medalist in Hope Sound. Uh, it's a Greg Norman golf course design. Uh, I think uh, built in 1992. Interestingly, he did this in conjunction with uh, Pete Dye, and it was his first course. 
Well, um, first of all, yeah, it's a, it's a, technically it was a Pete Dye, Greg Norman design. Um, and it was, well, I, I played it very early on and it was really hard, uh, for everybody. It was meant to be hard. Uh, you had fairways that led right out into these waste areas and a lot of wetlands and marsh and, and lakes. It was all on a fairly flat site, although it sits on that ridge. There's a beautiful ridge in that section of Florida that extends north from Seminole uh, to the Jupiter Golf Club and into Hope Sound, and it sits atop that little sand bridge. So um, it's got a little bit of character, uh, although that site in particular uh, is raised up a bit, but it's kind of, a lot of the holes have a low profile. And uh, again, from the ground, ground camera will not show how severe uh, and punitive that golf course is. Now, there was a there was a die Norman design. One can only imagine what those conversations were like between those two hard-headed, uh, obstinate guys back then. Uh, in the interim, Norman, who was not only a member, but uh, he kind of controlled the board, he made a lot of changes to the golf course that did not sit well with the membership, and certainly not with Pete Dye. There was a falling out. Norman took his name off the course. Dye walked away. Bobby Weed was brought in. Bobby Weed used to be a, a, a Pete Dye associate. Then went on to you know run the PGA Tour design services and uh, designed a lot of the early TPC courses. He made some changes, some restoration, some better definition. Norman is not even going to be involved in the telecast for Turner Sports. He's not going to be on site. There's a little bit of a kerfuffle, I think, about that. Uh, so you know uh, the design lineage has changed a little bit over the years. Yeah, it certainly has. Um, he does he still live in the. Uh development in the village um i don't know that that's the famous house where uh, bill clinton stayed overnight and broke his leg i think indeed uh, it was yeah and, and we still haven't gotten the full story if he was chasing somebody but uh in any case um th that aside um i suspect um norman lives in the area because his design company is right down the road but he's certainly not playing there Interesting. Very interesting. Well, we know it has very much an Aussie feel. There's a, the centerpiece, I guess, of the club is called the Aussie Pub. But also very interesting, uh, it was designed with a 12-hole par 3 course. I didn't know that. Uh, if that's the case, it would have been one of the first ones. You know, it's a, it's a gathering point for a lot of tour pros. Justin Thomas, who's going to be involved in the telecast as a commentator? He's a member. Brooks Kepka is a member. I bet there's 20, there are 20 PGA Tour pros who are members, so you can imagine the, the conversation out on the range and what that looks like. I'm, it's a big range, and it gets a lot of work. Uh, yeah. So it's a very serious golfer's club. You know, the average, it's one of those courses where if you're a scratch player, you're probably in the, in the D flight. <laughs> That's it's, some... kind of the whisper, it's kind of the whisper rock of uh, South Florida. Yes, and a, and a beautiful, beautiful uh, piece of property, as you were saying, 870 acres of it uh, untouched preserve uh, that was actually given back uh, to the to the county to Martin County so just um, you know amazing wildlife surrounding it as well so uh, you know who do you think you were mentioning uh, of course Tiger how's this course gonna set up for Phil do you think well um First of all, I think a lot of the attention is going to be on Tiger. What physical condition is he in? Is he in? Uh, his last appearance on tour, 
I'm trying to think when it was. I think it was in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, it was not very good. I think he said his last there. Yep. Uh, he had some recurring back issues. He's been rested ever since. Obviously, he's been uh, working out and practicing and playing, but not competing. None of them have. Um, so I think, first of all, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how he does. Given a match like that, you, you know, there's a lot of ego involved in the uh, and if, if Nicholson is out driving him early on, that's going to get into Tiger's craw a little bit. Uh, as as a disciplined as a player as he is, uh, that's probably going to grade at him. Uh, th- this match, I think, is made for a little bit more banter. One of the things I, I was a little disappointed with with the Seminole event, uh, I wish there had been more banter among the players. There was a great early comment in that round when Matthew Wolf on the third hole, the five blew it way right in the waist area, and he turned to DJ and says, is this a bunker or a waist area? And that, of course, was a reference to the uh, tragic uh, incident on the 18th hole of Whist- at Whistling Straits in 2010 when DJ grounded his club in what was a bunker, even though it was surrounded by fans. Uh, that was the one effort at a joke, and of course, uh, Wolf took it back right away. He wasn't playing very well anyway. I think uh, we're going to see a lot more of joking and kidding and uh, ribbing um, in a format like this. So I think that'll be very interesting. Um, It's a golf course that um, rewards very bold play if you're disciplined and if you are able to pull off shots. But you can look awfully bad, awfully fast if there's any little bit of wayward left or right on the approaches because um, many of the greens sit right on the edge of a wetlands or a marsh. And uh, that's irrecoverable error. Uh, So... um, you know, they're going to be relying on their partner, and my bet is Mickelson's going to try to play as bold as possible, since they're only playing with their own money, and if they did, they'd still have plenty in reserve. Oh. Um, you know, I, I think it's, a, it's, a, golf, it's a, um, a format, I should say, that really rewards bold play, but it's not a golf course that rewards bold play. It's uh, very risky, and if there's any wind at all, uh, it'll also be much more demanding. Um, Tiger's, you know, the, t- Tiger continually surprises, so... Uh, his iron play has been great. His driver has been kind of wayward lately, uh, but his iron play has been fabulous. Uh, so it, he may end up just choosing to play a more conservative approach off the tee if he can just accept being outdriven by 20 yards and hit, hitting six and seven irons in while Mickelson's hitting eight and nine irons in. So we'll see. Um, well, we we certainly saw a bit of rust on the you know in the in the putting uh, on Sunday. And Medalist is known for firm, fast greens. How do you think uh, it's going to impact these guys on Sunday? Well, again, Tiger knows every break. Um, and I, I cannot – is he paired with the, the Peyton Manning, I think? Yes. So, uh, yeah, so uh, they're not going to misread their putts, that's for sure. Tiger has, Tiger has the memory. He remembers every putt he ever made or missed or faced. So – he'll have a tremendous advantage once they're on the greens. Um, and I think that's going to really work to his, uh, to a plus for them. Well, and um, speaking of banter, you're going to have Charles Barkley alongside Justin Thomas doing commentary. So that in itself will be a interesting addition. That would be like Bill Murray doing NBA games. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's still impossible to listen to Barkley talk about golf without thinking about his swing. So, which uh, speaking of uh, unique and unusual, yeah, he makes Matthew Wolf look like uh, a smooth version of Gene Littler. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, it's going to be exciting. It's 
you know, it's just fun to have golf back on TV, right, Brad? We can't be too critical in the end because we know there's a lot of restrictions and, um, you know, un, uh, unusual circumstances that, uh, you know, the broadcast companies are having to go through as, as well as uh, the event producers just to give us these wonderful opportunities. Uh, before we let you go, what are you up to? Uh, you've got this new company, Divot Designs. What uh, what projects are you working on? Well, I'm, I'm do, first of all, as always, I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm writing for the USGA Great Sections, uh, the USGA Journal, uh, Golfers Journal. Uh, there's a trade magazine called Golf Industry News. I write a column about uh, maintenance and architecture. So I've been keeping busy on that. And then I also um, have a design uh, side going where I've been involved with about uh, six or seven uh, restorations on Ross courses. Uh, that's what I was doing this morning at Long Meadow Country Club uh, with uh, veteran superintendent Pat Sisk. And uh, so I'm involved uh, walking through and helping them with trees and fairway lines. And uh, I've also been involved down the road. It's all local right now uh, up in um, in um, uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, Country Club of Waterbury, and then Wampanoag Country Club. I'm working with Tyler Ray. Uh, Kyle France and uh, doing a bunker restoration plan in Philadelphia at Kennett Square. So I've got a lot of work going on, and um, it's great. And uh, I'm not flying. You know, I, like a lot of people in the industry, I, I was traveling 150 days a year. I did that for 25 years. I got tired of doing that. Um, that's why I left Golf Week. I was at Golf Week for 28 years. And I just got tired of the travel. I love working with those guys. They're doing a great job. It's nice to see a print magazine still printing. Uh, I have a lot of respect for them, but I just needed to get away. And... Uh, as difficult emotionally for and financially as uh, the latest few weeks have been, and I miss the grandkids, uh, my wife and I have been holed up in the house and uh, doing a lot of gardening and projects around the house. And uh, I'm sleeping and I'm reading. And uh, frankly, personally, this has been a real respite for me. So, But I, I, I'm still itching to get out on the road. I was supposed to go out to Bandon Dunes next week for the opening of the sheep ranch. I had to put that off. So, uh, you know, you can sort of see things blooming, coming back again. And uh, obviously the golf courses in all 50 states are open. I think over 90% of courses are now open. And uh, from what I've seen up here, these golf courses are, are packed. And that's great. And uh, I, I managed to sneak out and play a couple of rounds a week by myself, carrying my bag. I got a little light carry bag with eight clubs. So I'm having a, a pretty good time. But, uh, again... I miss the grandkids, and I, I, I want people to get back to work too. So um, it, it's coming back slowly. Well, um, I believe I'm I'm extremely bullish on our uh, industry and our season opening up here, and uh, it is definitely a time to go out and play, stay safe, and if you're uh, someone who loves architecture, check out all of Bradley's fantastic columns online. Just uh, Google him, Bradley Klein. And no doubt you'll be able to keep yourself uh, full of golf content and all the latest in golf course architecture. Brad, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much and stay well. Much as I love talking to you, I would uh, look forward to getting back on a golf course with you, Holly. I agree. And hopefully uh, we'll be seeing each other at a major this fall. Yeah, or a course opening or any event or fundraiser or anything. You know, at that part, uh, we got to get back to. So we'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you, my friend. Take care.